0: What's up, everybody? It is week seven. We are over halfway through the high school football season, which is crazy. Feels like it's flying by. It's going to be tournament time. We're going to be up at the turf before we know it. But we got another fun episode for you today where we just kind of go in and we break down this week's games. Uh, It's a lot of fun talking about some of these teams. So thank you for listening. This is the UPR Podcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the UPR podcast. Uh, as usual, I am Jason Nelson, and alongside me is uh, my partner in crime, JB, Mr. Jason Ballard. How are we doing this week, my What's friend? What's
0: up, my man? I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here Uh break down some football games with you.
1: Yeah. Um, was a fun, fun week last week. Had the RPI come out, so we had some pretty um, interesting RPI games that uh, – Played big roles, especially in six A in that region four. Uh, had some good ones. Had a chance to go up and uh, uh, for our game of the week and watch uh, Roy Davis, which was a great game. So uh, this week we'll uh, we'll go ahead and uh, talk game of the week from last week. We'll talk RPI, talk about some of the different rankings, that type of thing. Some of the different rankings that are out there. Uh, we'll and then we'll we'll talk about our uh, our pick six of, of games. There's some. Some really good ones this week as well too. So um, it's fun as we start to get into region play, you start to see some of these uh, one rivalries, and then two some of the the better teams uh, in the regions and the classifications start to play each other each week.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, now that you get into region games, you you get games that are uh, a little bit more on the line, and and everybody's wanting to win that region championship, and and uh, these games mean a little bit more. You you usually get games that are a little bit more like rivalry games where you have a little closer proximity and, and stuff like that. I think we saw some of that like maybe starting to flare up in that Skyview Ridgeline game last week.
1: Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, yeah, you
0: get you get that kind of stuff happening which which I don't know, in my opinion makes for for some uh, very entertaining football. So yeah, oh, I feel yeah. like I feel like it's gonna be a good uh a good rest of the season for sure it's just getting it's going to get more and more fun to watch
1: yeah that uh that ridgeline um skyview game that play that um on the blocked field goal or extra was the extra point or was it a field goal that blocked and uh -hmm. he picks it up and runs it all the way down to the one and starts to kind of you know showboat a little bit starts to walk and (laughs) yeah and that that ridgeline kid said not in our house Mm -hmm. and just leveled him um (laughs) It reminded me of, uh, I think I, 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 tweeted that GIF out on, off your tweet um, when To scored that touchdown round into the middle of the uh, Texas Stadium and the star, mm-hmm. and George Teague said, "Not yep. in our house." And being a Cowboys fan, <laughs> yeah, I was I was all about that. But that's what it reminded you me. Of love that. Man, that, that kid just, I mean, he laid it on him. It was he,
0: uh, he got him good on. Huh?
1: Yeah, he did. So um, well, I
0: I don't know if you saw the I saw another video. Did you see the video at the very end of the game, the last play of the game? Huh. So he the uh that corner, uh the very last play of the game, ridgeline tries to run this, uh run this like little screen as time's expiring, and the quarterback kinda of goes and throws it across the other side of the field. And right as it gets to the kid, that same corner uh, that that returned the, the blocked kick for a touchdown mm-hmm. just absolutely lays the wood on the dude <laughs> and and lays him out and, and it's an incomplete pass game over but
1: oh and so then, that I mean that, that had to have been a rivalry then because you could tell it was I mean it seemed mm-hmm. like it was pretty chippy going yeah. back and forth
0: it seemed like there was uh there was a little bit uh there was a little bit extra going there's some extra going on in that one which uh I don't know. I think it, it's fun to watch. I think that's entertaining when there's a little bit, uh, when it gets a little chippy. There's a little, little talk going on on both sides.
1: Yeah. How fun would that be for uh, up at the turf for a rematch for like a state championship or something in four A. Yeah. Cause, that would, uh, that'd be a fun one.
0: Because not only because it, cause it was fun because it was chippy and it was high energy and and all that stuff, but it was a great football game too. I mean, it was it was back yeah. and forth. Two really good teams. I think Ridgeline might be, might be the uh, like the the next best team behind Skyview and 4A, the team that can that matches up with them best and can kind of challenge them for uh, for that uh, that state title. So I think it'd be a really fun football game to watch. But just that uh, that little extracurricular is just kind of <laughs> icing on the cake. I think.
1: Oh yeah, I love it when it gets heated. That's why yeah. I mean, it's just. It just adds a little more, uh, I mean, not that you want to, you know, get in any fights or anything like that, but it just, right. that, that, that extra juice, you can mm-hmm. just feel it when, the when, when you're going at it. So, right. um, well, uh, so to the game of the week, which, I mean, talk about a great game, um, was Roy at Davis. You had that region one, which, um, you know, with what happened this week, Weber take a kind of a surprising little bit of a head scratcher losing to, to Layton, um, mm-hmm. It kind of, you know, leaves that open. I mean, and granted, I think that that's going to be Davis and Roy's. You know, if if Roy can beat Weaver, then you know they'll win that region um, and probably get a, a, dec- a decent seed um, in the the RPI as those, you know, Region Four. They start to eat each other up, but um, but just kind of going up there and and seeing that game. I mean, just from the beginning, it was it was it, it was a really fun atmosphere. Um, you know, it was, they were, they were both jacked. It was, it was, uh, pretty, pretty full stands. I think it was Davis's homecoming. Um, so it was a really good game and it it went back and forth from, from the beginning. I mean, it was pretty much just, you know, you score, we score and, and, uh, the two quarterbacks played unbelievable. Um, you know, chase chance or chance. I can't chase, but I would say, but chance Trujillo, I mean, that kid is a dude. Like I, I really don't know why he doesn't have more schools, you know, kind of on him. Mm-hmm. Cause he's every bit 6'3. I mean, he hasn't listed as 6'4, but I mean, I stood next to him and he's, he's every bit 6'3, 6'4. Uh, he's big. He's athletic. He can run. He throws, he's got a great arm. He can, th- he throws a pretty ball. Uh, I mean, he was like 17 for 24 for over 300 yards, four or five touchdowns, rushed for another. Uh, over a hundred. I think he had one or two more touchdowns, uh, just a, an absolute stud. Um, I'm really surprised. And then on the other side, Parker Kingston, dude, balled out. Like I, I tweeted out during the game I and mean, he had a couple runs and a couple nice throws and just made it look s- just easy. I text, you know, I tweeted out that he's a smooth criminal. Cause that kid was just <laughs> calm, cool and collected. And, uh-huh. and, uh, I think he rushed for over 200 and threw for over 200. Uh, And then you had the whiteouts, you had Kate Harris and uh, David Spute. I think he had seven for 200 and two touchdowns. And then Kate Harris, I think he rushed for a hundred, almost caught for a hundred, had like almost 200 yards, all purpose. Um, And those two were uh, Kate Harris was, was guarding him, you know, was, was um, covering him on, on deep on defense. And so, uh, it was a fun. It was a fun matchup. I mean, it was one of those things where I'm just sitting there, just a shootout going back and forth. And uh, it was, it, I mean, Uncle Mo just kept switching back and forth from from each sideline to sideline, and and it was, it was almost, you know, I was I was going back and forth with um, you know one of the parents from uh, talking back and forth during the game with one of the parents from Roy, and just. I said, man, I feel like this game, it's just going to come down to who has the ball last. Like, whoever yeah. gets the ball last is going to win this one because that's just kind of how it was. Um, a lot of speed on the field. Uh, I mean, not neither team is very big, and I think that when it comes down to it, come state playoff time, you know, depth is going to play a big factor too because um, I know that that uh, that Roy was going through some injuries, real paper-thin. Uh, To the point where Parker Kingston was, you know, had to play some DB. Not saying that I mean he's an amazing DB because he's just a he's a really good athlete, but Mm -hmm. he normally doesn't. You know, they don't want to risk him getting hurt playing quarterback. But you know, they were so thin that they had to actually, you know, put him in and at some snaps on on the defense playing corner. And so, um, but the the turning point for me was that uh, Davis had just got down, gone down to make it forty to thirty three. Roy was going down to score. They had a fourth and I believe it was seven or eight. Call a timeout, come back out. It's late in the fourth quarter, mid fourth quarter, probably six, seven minutes left. Run a jet sweep to Cade uh, Harris. And he double pass, throws it into the end zone. I, I think everyone in the place thought he caught it, um, but he dropped it. And then Davis went right down and scored. So it's 47 33. With like less than four minutes to go. I think it was three something. And I'm just like, man, I'm just going to hit traffic. I just want to get home. The game's over. You could just kind of feel the mo- just sink, But I'm like, no, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to see what Roy does. See, you know, if they go down and score quickly, let's just see what happens just for fun. So they go down, score pretty quickly. Minute eight left. It's now it's, you know, it's a 40-47 ball game. And mm-hmm. they... Do an onside kick. They get a penalty, delay game penalty, and then they the next one. I mean, the, I mean, it rolled perfectly right through the kid's arm. I mean, it just went right through his arms, out of bounds. Or they would have got it. So I'm thinking, all right, game over. So I'm standing there, just kind of you know, just gonna see it out. So trio on the snap fumbles it I'm like whoa he gets it back thinking all right wow that was dodged a bullet there very next play fumbles it and Roy gets it with I mean I don't know 54 49 seconds or something like that. I mean it was there was it was under a minute left and mm-hmm. they're about on the 40 and they they went down and um and scored and then I'm thinking because that already because they'd missed two I think they had two or three extra points blocked um and they lined up for two and i was just like you got to be kidding me like that's gutsy i mean i get that you <laughs> you know you're you're on the road you, you don't play you know all that talk you're on the road you go for two you go for the win get out uh they they were having trouble in the kicking game so i totally get it but just the fact that they went for two um you don't see that very often you know most people play for overtime We're like we'll play for overtime but they they called the timeout davis called the timeout Um, they come back out 12 men in the huddle. So it not only moves it from the hash of the extra point to the one yard line. And then, you know, they go off tackle, uh, or, you know, just off, uh, right off the left side there. And, uh, Kate Harris gets two, so it's 48, 47 with like 13 seconds left. And I was just like, I was lucky enough to be standing in the end zone. So I got, I filmed the two point conversion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: tweeted it out. Um, but it, it really was what probably, man, I was thinking the whole time sitting here watching this game, I'm thinking of the corner can or lone peak at corner Canyon game last year where corner Canyon was down 17 to seven under two minutes and they scored two touchdowns and the game winning touchdown basically on the last play of the game to win. I mean, that's the kind of finish that it was, but it was, it was unbelievable. It was, um, it was ad as advertised and those, Those two teams up there in region one are actually really, I mean, they're, they're good football teams. They, Mm -hmm. they've got a lot of studs. uh, They've got a lot of athletes, Um, you know, region one doesn't get that much love, but man, they, mean, there was so much speed and talent on the field. It was, it was fun to watch when um, when they would get out and run. Kate Harris can fly Parker Kingston can fly. David Spirit can fly. uh, Chance Trujillo is just an absolute stud athlete. Um, Ferguson's a beast. And then, Izzy Gordon, I don't I mean I didn't even think about him and then I look up. I mean that's the quietest 165 I think I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. You know what I mean? It's like a guy yeah. in basketball that like gets that you look up at the end of the game and he's got like 27 and you're like, right. "Well, that's a, that's the quietest 27 I've ever, mm-hmm. you know, seen anyone have." That's how it was with Izzy Gordon like he didn't feel like he had that that many yards rushing and I was like, I look at the box score and I'm just like, "Well, wait, he had a buck 65. Man. Like, I mean, just dudes, d- dudes everywhere. Um, I even tweeted out, I'm like, man, Izzy Gordon could get a buck 50 rolling out of bed. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Just roll <laughs> out of the rack, pencil him down for a buck 50. But right. um, but it was, uh, it was a fun ball game. And, and those are two um, really good football teams. And depending on, I think, where the RPI lies, I feel like that they could, you know, do some damage or, you know, make a decent run um, in the state playoffs once they get there.
0: Yeah, I think w- what a big game for Roy, to, especially with uh, with what happened, like you said, kind of a head scratcher with Weaver that week. What a huge win there to to kind of put them in the the driver's seat where they they pretty much, I mean, control their own destin destiny or destiny. Now, yes. as far as Region One goes, um, what a huge win for them! And like you said, that one, it almost felt like it was came down to who just who had the ball last it was almost yeah. like a, just such a back and forth game that that uh it was just gonna the clock was kind of kind of decide who just who got the last possession and I mean that's a ton of forty eight to forty seven that's a that's a high scoring ball game and and uh, like you said there's I don't know I think region one they 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 might not have the uh, like the size as far as as far as especially like front seven guys that that other six A, like programs, might have. But as far as skill guys go, I think, I mean, it, you look at some of these individual performances, and man, they're putting up just as good, if not better, numbers than than anybody out there right now. So I think, and we kind of saw it, I think in that in that uh, that week one game. We touched on a little bit on one of the episodes, but Davis came and played Harriman, and I think Harriman was clearly the bigger team, mm-hmm. and both of us were kind of like, man, Davis looks small, but they're just fast, man, they're fast and they're quick and they're clean, and they're they d- somehow they were they were handling Harriman up front on both sides of the ball and and uh so I watch a game like that, and I'm like, man, maybe if they were to go up against one of these bigger teams, like a like a Bingham or a, a East or like a PG, one of those bigger, uh, with those big physical front line guys, maybe they do have a, a shot in in uh, contending with them, just because they they do have such well coached, fundamental, fast kids up front that can they can kind of hold their own, and then they got those skill guys that uh that can score with anybody so i think i think up in region one i i, I really i'm interested to see i can't wait to, to to get to tournament time and see how kind of that region one style of football matches up with with uh like a region four style and kind of that big boy uh that brute football kind of with that against that uh that kind of finesse and speed and and get it out there and let them run football, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think I wouldn't be surprised if, if either of these teams rattled off a few wins and, and made some noise and, and uh, ended up playing up at the turf a couple of games when, it, when it's all said and done. Yeah, no, I, I
1: agree. I mean, I think what what is um, what is Roy right now in the RPR? Are they, they're six, I believe. Are they six? Um, yeah, they're up there. They're, uh, and I think that if, if they, um, if they continue to win out, you know, with what you have, uh, region four, because you know, that region four, they're all, I mean, I just think they're all going to beat each other up. So you you just never know where, where that's going to shake out. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I think Roy and and maybe Kearns might be in a a pretty decent situation where they might start to, as you look at, I mean, (laughs) You look at the RPI one through five is region four. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then you kind of got, you know, everyone else uh, lined up there, but they'll start to play each other and they'll all start to kind of beat each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: on a couple another big ones this week in, in region four. But yeah, I, I agree. I think that it'll be fun to kind of see, I would love to see those skill guys, um, you know, go up against any, I, I put, I put either one of those guys as skill guys up against any of those region fours yeah. just because they're, you know, what, I think just the difference of the neutralizers, one, the depth, um, how big those schools are. And then two, right. just, just, you know, how uh, big and, and physical they are. I mean, if you swapped maybe offense and defensive lines with, you know, any of these other schools, some of these four region four schools, it would be just as good because they're yeah. skill guys are, are, were fun to watch. Um and speaking of that, uh, looking at the RPI, I mean, it, you know, it, it, the RPI is the RPI and it's what we have to deal with. Um, and well, it'll play itself out. I really think that it will, uh, you, like I say, if you look at six a, you've got sky Ridge at number one corner Canyon, number two, which I think that you could, I think it's probably a consensus now that those are probably the two best teams in six a mm-hmm. is corner Canyon. Um, and uh and skyridge so it really you know just depends i think that's going to be the game uh when those two play each other and i think that skyridge has a legitimate shot to be corner canyon Um, yeah i mean for them to put it on the teams that they put it on uh to put it on bingham to put it on oram and to put it on american fork uh, you've got to be pretty decent to not just play with those schools but to kind of blow them all out i mean it's you know um and then, you know, after, I mean, realistically, it'll, it'll just be interesting to see, uh, you know, I think Kearns and Roy, as they start to win, they'll probably start to move up a little bit. Maybe, you know, you can hope that you sneak into that top five, mm-hmm. get a buy. Um, I mean, a buy is huge and then usually get at least one or two you know, two home games if you finish in that top four. So that, that that would be huge, you know, to be able to to get a couple home games. Uh, I think Bingham will probably, you know, move up a little bit. Uh, and then from there after that, I don't know. I think it's just – I think the rest is just the rest as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think it it is interesting the top five right now are all from Region 4. I think once they – I mean, because you still have um, – let's see. One two, so you still have two of them that are six and zero, and then the rest of them are, are five and one, I believe.
1: Oh, three of them are six and zero. Three of so them. Yeah, so you got, yeah, so got Skyridge Corner Canyon, and Lone Peak are all six and zero.
0: So they've all obviously they are they all they just barely got into region play, and they've all uh, they all had excellent like preseason stuff, but yeah, once they get into region, it's just just the way that the schedule shakes out there, some of the, most of the teams are going to start to get some losses in that, uh, that loss column. So that I think inevitably will, will have some of them drop in some spots. So I think it is going to be interesting to see if like a, a Kearns or a, a Roy kind of sneaks into that top five uh, position and get that by and, and kind of get that, get that nice setup for the state tournament. Um, but I do. Going back, I I want to ask you this. Going back to that uh, that Roy and uh, and Davis week last week's game of the week. Um, just for fun, it's a total. It's a hypothetical, obviously. But mm-hmm. how how good do you think Roy would be if if Jackson Dart didn't transfer?
1: Skill wise, they'd his, be they'd be. I mean, I think that he, they would. I think they would be just as good as anyone. And with their coaching staff, Fernandez, uh, he's he, – he'd be able to scheme, mm-hmm. you know, something around their lack of depth um, because they would be able to score with anybody. Because if you did that, um, you know, you, that means that Parker Kingston would move back to a wide out. Right. And so, I mean, with, with Izzy Gordon in the backfield, Kate Harris, Parker Kingston, and then the six five six six 6'6", Theus kid who just – came back he had a actually just was um he i didn't realize this but he broke his collarbone the first week and so uh i saw the x-ray they showed me uh he has a plate they put a plate with some screws in his oh, uh no in way. his collarbone yeah so man. last week was actually the first week that he'd been back and actually had started so um man it would be it man it would be fun to see roy's offense with jackson dart as um as our quarterback
0: would uh, and obviously it's like It's just kind of a fun little like talking point, but I think. Right. I mean, man, you, because not only do they get, do they get Dart, who's who's, probably the best quarterback in the state, but then you get a weapon like Kingston, (laughs) back on the outside. Where I mean, dude had dude had two hundred rushing yards as a quarterback, so it's like obviously the dude can fly, and he's got, he's got some moves, and he's and he's shifty. So, I mean, you got. You got Kingston and Harris lining up on the outside, and 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 uh, Gordon in the backfield, and and Dart swinging yeah. it around. There, right. I feel like if that were the case, they'd be putting up some oh. some bonkers numbers. I think
1: ridiculous. I mean, it would just be like Corner Canyon. I mean, yeah, if you right. think about it, I mean, because <laughs> they've got they've got uh, uh, Care who's leading, I think, the nation in uh, receiving uh, catches might be yards and touchdowns and then you've got um cody hagan uh talman i mean so you've got i mean you basically have the same three and then they're back um austin bell who tours acl which is unfortunate because that kid's an absolute stud but then you know you have him izzy gordon i mean their their skill guys are very compare comparable uh to two corner canyons i mean i i don't I don't care what anyone says. The difference is guys like Jackson Light up front, who right. you know, in the last week, week two weeks, has went from you know, according to two four seven, has gone from being the number two ranked center in the country to the number one ranked center in the country. So that's where it really starts to you know play a difference. And then the other thing too is, um, you know, a lot of those kids for Roy have to go both ways. Like Kate Harris has to go both right. ways. Like you could see some of. I mean a 47 48 47 ball game you could see that some of those kids were starting to get gassed especially oh, yeah. the ones that were playing you know i mean izzy gordon's playing safety and then he's playing tailback and um you know kate harris that's one of, i think that's one of the luxuries that those bigger schools have too like a corner canyon or a lone peak or an af where sky Ridge, they have very few kids that go both ways um right. you know so uh But yeah, that's, that is fun. I mean, it it would, it definitely would be fun to see because I I think that they could, they could score with, you know, just about anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, that's, uh, that's, that's an interesting what if, Um, (laughs) but, but they understand it. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where if you saw that interview with uh, the Roy head coach, he, he just said, you know, they don't, they don't begrudge him. They wished him well. And, you know, and, and just talking to, the Roy people they they love Jackson Dart you know they think right. he's you know a great kid uh, they wished him well and the other thing too is you know Parker Kingston he went there to play quarterback so it, it kind of helped him both out you know he went he was a latent kid like when we had him on four players only he said that that's originally why he went there if Jackson Dart would have been there then he would have only been able to play quarterback one year this year he gets to play two so um, so it kind of all worked out on the end and, you know, and, and you can't fault Jackson Dart Cause you know, look what he's done. He's just blown up and he's getting all these major D one offers, mm-hmm. um, you know, from all these schools that are, that are going to come in. So right. looks like it worked out for everybody, but yeah, it definitely would be fun to see just, you know, get a glimpse of, of how that uh, offense would look with Jackson dart slinging the rock around mm-hmm. to those yeah. guys, <laughs> shifty, speedy guys. Um, right. so, uh, you know, it's, I just find it interesting sometimes when we you, you look at these like for example, five A and the RPI. I think the five A is pretty close. I mean, you got Salem Hills one, Orem two, uh, Brighton. you know, after kind of watching all these teams play, uh, the head scratcher still is Timpview. They're not a twelve. Um, I would say Orem's probably the best team in five a, and then you know Salem Hills, uh, I think that you gotta put Timpview up there. Wasage, they put it on Maple Mountain, which was surprising to me. Your boy Edwards had seven TDs, uh, and kind of after watching all those play, uh, haven't watched Skyline play yet, but I think that it's pretty close in uh, in five A, where you know you've got uh, them all pretty pretty evenly matched, except for you know I would put tent view up there and closer into that top five we've got them six right now but mm-hmm. as they start to win like if they beat lehigh this week i don't know how you can not you know move tent up there above uh some of these other teams just because they're so big and, and physical and athletic
0: yeah i think it's we were talking a little bit before the show i think if you uh if you take i mean probably 90 percent of the of all of the teams in the state and, and they play uh, that Timphew schedule. I yeah. think, I think 90% of the teams in the state are, are starting off. Oh, and three when you're playing a, a lone peak American fork and a Bingham to start your season off. So I think a lot of people kind of watch that and, and, and kind of were like, Oh, Few's like way overblown or cause we were super high on Timphew in the preseason. Yeah. And I think I think you and I are both pretty like still pretty high on them. I think mm-hmm. I think they're a really good football team. I I can tell you I would not want to I would not want to draw them in the uh, in the state tournament. I think I mean you look at Lone Peak, American Fork, Bingham. Those are I mean three of the the better six A programs in the state of Utah. And and uh, the and that American Fork and Bingham game. I mean they were games. They were right there with them yeah um in both of those, so i think uh yeah i think Timview is like you said they're they're twelve in the r p i but i mean they're there's not eleven five a teams better than than Tim Pugh. no, well, i mean, and the thing is
1: is even look at i mean we agree that orm's probably the best team in five a and they even played you know they went to lone peak and and lost right um right. and so you know and and so yeah i think that It would be safe to say that anyone in 5A that was were to play that you know lone peak AF Bingham scheduled to start the season would start the season zero and three the difference is those teams couldn't climb out of a you know RPI ranked 12 um, and be able to you know even if you stayed at the 12th seed they could easily make their way to a state championship you know like it's not gonna like we kind of talked last week where some teams, it doesn't matter they're that good. And I think that Tintview is that good. I mean, you look what they've done once they've started, you know, playing teams that are lesser 6A and 5A teams. I mean, they mm-hmm. put it on mountain Ridge was at 43 to three and they just beat uh, Cypress like 56 to three. So yeah, um, it, it's just, it, it is what it is and it, it'll, you know, it'll play itself out. Uh, if you look at 4A, Skyview. I mean, I think I th- actually, if you look at four A, it's probably the most true to form because you know we agree that Sky Skyview's number one, Snow mm-hmm. Canyon right now, Ridge Line is legit, Pine View's good, Park City, Stansbury, That was it. Came down to a hail mary at the end of the game. Yeah. Um. So those teams are right there, and then you've got Mountain View, Ogden, Bear River. I think Cedars are decent football team, and Dixie's the one down at twelve. That kind of I think you just you just they've been there, done that, and you just can never count them out. And uh, ever since they've gotten to region play, they're three and zero. And so they might they might be one that I would I would look at come turning time. But I think four A is is pretty true to form as far as you know how it should be. um, You know, with with the rankings and stuff.
0: Yeah, those. uh, Yeah, I think our power rankings are are even pretty close, at least the first few. Uh, for, for 4A, I mean, the, the RPI is pretty, spot, it's pretty on. Uh, spot on as far as the, uh, as 4A goes. I think, um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think Dixie just having them, they're one of those teams that have, they just know how to win and they've tasted it before and, and they'll know what to do come, come 20 time when the games start to matter and stuff like that. So I think they could end up being a little bit better than, uh, than that 12 spot. But I mean, I think, yeah, I think for a, I mean, I think you got probably six, five, six, maybe seven teams that, uh, Mm -hmm. that are, that are kind of all in in contention. And, and in my, in my opinion, my view, I think you have six, seven teams that are, that are all trying to take Skyview down. I think Skyview will be there at the end. And then depending on how those other, uh, those other like side of the bracket shakes out it could be between an any number four or five six different teams uh that are all seems like they're all pretty pretty evenly matched and and uh and just will come down to who who brings it that week and and which way the ball bounces and who uh who who came and and uh got a little uncle mo on their side that week but i think skyview is the team to beat and uh and then you have you have a handful of teams that uh, that are all kind of evenly matched in four A.
1: Yeah, I think that everybody's in four A shooting for that two or three seed so they can play Skyview in the state championship rather mm-hmm. than play them in the semifinals. But right. I mean, you never know; anything can happen. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's just, it's just, I just, you know, I look at some of these different rankings because everyone's still, although the RPI is out, people still rank teams. Obviously, we still rank teams. We kind of switched it up from just the RPI. Uh, or the upr top 15 where we rank you know four three six a um to where we we just do a top 10 for each because it's kind of different but you still have ksl you still have d news you still have max preps you still have the examiner whatever that one is up in in, in Dave nor weber davis county i mean i was looking at theirs today and just i it's just hard sometimes when you look at like for example that one up there they've got they don't have Tempview ranked at all in their top 20, which to me is, is is crazy. You can't tell me that there are 20 better teams in the state than Tempview. Right. And and one of them, no disrespect, I said this on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, no, disres- no disrespect to uh, a school like Beaver, 2A, shout out to the small schools. Those mighty Beaver hey, beavers. Beavers, hey, got to remember where you came from, okay? So I, I know what it's like where the small schools don't get mm-hmm. any love. So I get it. But <laughs> with that being said, you cannot tell me that Beaver ranked 18th is better than Tim Bue. It just, it, it just doesn't, it, it's not possible. Yeah, It's just, it's not possible. Timview yeah, view has be... seven or eight major <laughs> D one kids on defense. And a couple of those kids might play in the NFL. Like I'm mm-hmm. just, I'm just saying there is no way that you, that Beaver would, would beat temp you. And, and it's, it just is what it is. You, you can't, I mean, and it, it's, that's the way it should be a two a against a five A team, Right. So when you start to see stuff like that, it really, it, it's hard to take certain rankings seriously. Like mm-hmm. after you look at that, you're like, okay, I can't take this serious. Like, I can't look at this. Like, I don't know who justify, like how do you justify that? Cause I would love to hear the logic on how you can say, because if we're going, are we just going off record or what? Because it's, it's just, it's just crazy to me um and then the others you know i mean i don't know how they come up with it you know we we i feel like we do a kind of a deep dive and we kind of gauge the teams and look at them we don't really i mean i don't feel like we look at records i feel like we look at the teams individually as themselves um you know because like i said on twitter yesterday i said don't let the two and Two and three record fool you. Tintview is a good football team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean Dixie three and three. They're a good football team, right? Um, you know, and so it, it's one of those things where, yeah, I get that some teams are five and zero, oh, six and oh, but who have they played? I mean, you have to look at who they played,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and because it's got to factor in. Because, like we were just talking about Tintview, anyone else that plays that schedule, they're they start the the season zero oh and three, two. Right. Probably a lot of six A teams start the season. 0 oh, and three, there oh, yeah. might be a handful of teams in the state that don't start that season. 0 oh, and three with that schedule. So mm-hmm. um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, but like I say, you know, the RPI, the one, the one that I just don't get, and this is where, where it leaves me scratching my head with the RPI over the old system. I'm on the record as saying, I would take the RPI. No doubt. I would take the RPI over the old system just because it gets everyone in but when you, you look at, um, for example, in 3A, this is just the point that I'm going to make and then I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> so you've got, you've got Morgan who is, I believe, I think they were third at the time. I don't know. I, if anyone wants to correct me, you can correct me. but Because I know that these change basically hourly. Um, but I want to say they were three. And they played Summit Academy, who was number one. They beat Summit Academy 56 to 10.
0: Put it on them.
1: 56 <laughs> to 10. Okay. And Summit Academy is still number one, and now Morgan is number four. That's what leaves me scratching my head where I'm like, um, okay, how does that work?
0: <laughs> yeah, I – I'm 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 right there with you. I'm somebody's gonna have to explain that one to me because I. <laughs> I mean, uh, I get it. It's
1: a formula. I get it's a right. formula. But but when you, but when you see that, you're just like, okay, it wasn't even a close. I mean, fifty six to ten. That's like getting blown out by thirty in basketball. That's like being ten runs in baseball. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that's fifty six to ten is fifty six to ten. That's mm-hmm. a blowout. And you're still number one. And we're not only gonna drop you. F- you're not going to be three anymore. You're actually going to drop to number four.
0: Yeah, it's so. I'm not, yeah. I have no idea. I I don't understand how how that something like that would happen. I'm I'm just as confused about that one as you are. But I mean, but I
1: get it. It's the formula, right? I mean, it's what we talked about: the winning percentage, opponent's winning percentage, opponents' opponent's winning percentage. So I mean, it's just think, kind of one of it's one would of those. Think things. think that'd be
0: a, like a really quality win because because you have like that not only helps your winning percentage, but, right. um, but a win like that, because Summit Academy was five and oh before that. So, yeah. So they're like, when you take into account your opponent's winning percentage, then that beating a team like, like Summit Academy, that's going to make your opponent's winning percentage that much higher. Yeah. I don't know. You, that's would, th- weird you,
1: you, you would think, but I mean, it's <laughs> just, you know, it's, I, that's where I it kind of. That's where I get lost. I'm like, okay, like, I mean, so you're telling me that head to head doesn't matter. You're telling me that region titles don't matter. Like, none of that stuff matters anymore. I mean, obviously, you want to win yeah. your, your region title because that's going to give you. I mean, it'll factor into not necessarily. It doesn't play a factor, but indirectly, it plays a factor because it'll you know get you a higher seed. Because obviously, if you win your region, then you're going to have a better record as if you don't. But right none of that matters. So it's just basically that formula. So that's where I think a lot of people get lost. I know that Mm. that's where I get lost, but you know, it kind of, it is what it is. So, but it definitely plays itself out. So we'll, uh, we'll see Um, each week's, you know, different. And there's always a, uh, a new week, a new slate of games, and it always will play a factor. And and with that being said, it takes us right into our, uh, our pick six, um, a few head scratchers last week. I mean, man, yeah. that Wasatch Maple Mountain—they put it on them. I mean, I, I expected it would be a little bit closer. That Stansbury Park City game was an amazing game. Um, came down to a a last was it a helm? It wasn't a hail was it? I mean, it was like a forty yard pass, wasn't it, in the back of the end zone to basically to win that ball game for yeah. for for uh, Park City. I think so. I think you're right. And then you got Sky Ridge. So now I've Owen three was sky Ridge. Don't know if I can go against Skyridge again. I said that a la- I said, I, I said that last time
0: <laughs> I said that last time, last time and I
1: went against them. And I, once again, I've been proven wrong. There are sky Ridge is officially my crypt, my kryptonite. Um, oh, man. So uh, first game out of our pick six is you've got the Bingham miners Going up to play uh, those East High Leopards. So this is uh, number eight versus number 12 in the RPI. I believe we've got, what is it, five and 10 for us? Um, I think this is just a battle of the big boys. They both play the same type of style of football. Uh, they're going to try to play downhill, they're going to run the football. Big boy up front. D1 talent on both sides of the front sevens. Uh, I'm kind of – East is – man, I I don't know. Like I thought that East would fare a little bit better than they have. Uh, You know, they have got beaten up on a few games where I was like, man, I thought that they would – you know, they've got a great staff. They've loaded with talent. Um, I don't know if it's just a matter of putting it together or not. But I just think that Bingham's Bingham – uh, they lost those first two early, but then you've noticed the next three. They've just been putting it on teams. I think that Bingham will win this game. I think they're going to play their style of football, and just this year, I think it'll be a little bit better. East got them last year. Um, East got them in the state tournament, I believe, too, um, and so that kind of, you know, got them over the hump. But I think that I think Bingham's just a little bit better, and I'm going to say Bingham. I'm gonna say Bingham 35 21.
0: Yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're both on the same page on this one. I think Bingham. They kind of started off, uh, uh, I mean, not as hot I think as people thought they would. Just them being Bingham, I think they always come into a season with high expectations. But I mean, you look at their schedule and they played Sky Ridge and then Corner Canyon, which is kind of shaped out to be the two best teams in in the state in a lot of people's hmm. opinions, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a tough schedule to start with. But then they've they've it seems like they've got it right back on track and they beat a good Timpyw team. Uh they beat up on Westlake and Harriman. So I think the Binghams got it back on track. Um so yeah, and East to me, East is kind of my like they're the opposite or they're my like you keep betting against Skyridge. I keep betting on Easton. I keep <laughs> right, right. and they keep uh, they keep letting me down. Those leopards. So I think yeah, I'm uh, gonna go. I'm gonna go Bingham in this one. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be maybe like a couple of touchdowns. I think probably something around like 28-14 for me. 28-14. Uh, but the yeah. miners on this one, yeah. So then, for uh, for game two, we're gonna head out west to the old campus on the hill. The old, oh, I lied to you. This one's not at Kearns, but it's it's Kerns at Hunter. We got oh. a region two matchup. Um, preseason, we we kind of circled this one as as maybe nah. the the deciding game for that region two crown. But um, I mean, Hunter's kind of they've they've fallen on, on some some hard times. I think I, I mean, they've got some dudes, they've got some kids that can play. They've, uh, they, they just started so slow. Uh, I can't remember. I'm pulling up their schedule now. Yeah. They lost their first four games. Yeah. Um, but have just, they've won their last two and a pretty impressive win over West last week. I mean, yeah. West is a football team. Yeah. Yeah. We've heard, we've heard good things about West and, and, um, and the dudes that they have. So, I mean, maybe Hunter's starting to get it back on track. They are two and one in, in region play. So, I mean, they're right there as far as, as far as the region goes, but, um, I think Kearns, man, I think Kearns is good. They're, they're, they're not only winning games, but I mean, they're putting it on teams. They've haven't played the the toughest schedule, but I mean, the teams that they have played, they've, they've just, absolutely blitzed a couple of them i mean we (laughs) talked we talked about that 81 point win they beat taylor 84 to 3 and yeah uh, i mean they beat riverton by by like 25 they blanked west jordan last week 38 nothing so i think the cougs are for real this year and i think uh i think they're going to win this one somewhere around and this one's kind of a fun one you could say this one's maybe somewhat of a little rivalry game i mean I was at the Kearns Hunter game last year, and um like there's some there's some uh there's some some extracurricular there's some a little bit of chippiness there that you can feel I mean you have a lot of kids they're they're pretty much bordering towns, a lot mm-hmm. of kids probably crossing over borders and and a lot of kids that went to school together and stuff like that but uh but yeah, I got Kearns winning this one. I think it's going to be decently uh, – I think it's going to be kind of a high-scoring one. Curtis has been putting up quite a few points. I got him winning somewhere around like the 39-24 range.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I I thought Hunter was going to be a little bit better. I actually picked them to win this region. I thought We mm-hmm. thought that this might be for the region championship. But it looks like West is going to play a factor. Um, although, you know, Hunter gutted out a win last week at West, and West – got some dudes man like they're they're good so you know maybe hunter might be right in the ship a little bit this could be like you said a rivalry game they could be getting into it a little bit which um always makes for for fun uh for fun football but i just you know defensively i mean if you look at what what uh i mean and granted you look at the competition but still uh, Kearns hasn't given up very many points. I mean, three yeah. to Boxelder, 14 to Mountain Ridge, seven to Ole, three to Tville, 19 uh, to Riverton and West Jordan blank. And who knows, you know, a lot of those points might be garbage time at the end of the game, you know, when they already have a, a big lead. So I just think defensively they're really good with Jack Kelly. And then you got, you know, Jeff Bossa, yeah. who's, I mean – still waiting to see where he's going to end up hopefully he's wearing that uh that red and white up at the u but mm-hmm. um i mean all three schools you got big 10 pac pack 12 schools so he's definitely a beast a different kind of athlete when you watch him play on the field and i just think that they'll they'll have too much um for him so i i feel the same way and i'm gonna say i'm gonna go with Thirty-eight. What? Uh, I think you said that's somewhere around there. I'm gonna go thirty-five, twenty-one as well. Somewhere mm-hmm. right in that, in that in that area. Um. Sure. So, game three is right there at the point of the mountain where this is a region seven uh battle. So you've got Tentview going to Lehigh. So this is number 7 and number 12 in the RPI. We've got them uh well 7 Lehigh being 7 in the RPI and then uh View being 12. We've got we've got Timview as 6 in our our top 10, 6A and then we do have Lehigh at 7. So this is uh I think going to be a pretty fun ball game actually. Uh pretty should be a pretty competitive as a matter of fact, I was eyeing the schedule this week, and I think this might be the one um, that I think might be the best one to go to. Um, just because I, I kind of want to see Timp View play against, you know, a 5A team. And I want to see Lehigh play. Uh, they got the the Cooper kid at the the quarterback, and they, they took PG to OT. Um, so they definitely – I think – they're one of those teams too that kind of started off a little bit slower and then has, you know, done okay since then. Um I think that both teams I just noticed, I mean Lehigh has a few guys that are getting some, you know, D1 love right now. I mean Lehigh's Lehigh's four and two uh their first loss I mean was bad, 55 nothing to American Fort, but after that, you know, Crimson Cliffs 36 nothing uh, beat Riverton 28-18, beat Mountain Ridge 40 to 14, took that uh Pleasant Grove to overtime and then beat Provo by a couple touchdowns. But so I think this will be a really good game. I think that is just starting to catch their stride. I think they're starting to play, you know, teams in their classification and you're starting to see how good they are. Um, like you said we're we've been high on Tintview from the beginning. Um, I'm gonna continue to ride that that Tintview train I think that they're a top three four. When uh, it's all said and done, probably a top two three four team in in five A. Uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna win. Their defense is, um, you know, just lights. I mean, they're just they're that good, and then their offense is starting to is starting to come around as well hopefully they're getting a little bit healthy. Um, and, but I do think they're going to win it and I I think they're going to win it, uh, 34 to 28.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think looking at the schedule, I think this, uh, this was probably the one that I was circling saying, Hey, this is probably going to be, uh, probably going to be the one that that we need to go to. It's a, it's always fun when you have a region matchup, um, I mean, man, you look at Lehigh and they're four and two, but if you, their two losses are to both teams in region four. So, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's respectable for sure. It's,
1: uh, I took it, one to OT. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, and I mean, other than that you're four and oh, that's, I mean, that's a good quality football team, especially when you get them, uh, playing, playing against other five, A schools and stuff like that. I think they're going to, they're going to be a really good football team. Um, but yeah, View, man, they their last two games they've they've uh, played Mountain Ridge and Cyprus. So, I mean, not the the best competition. But the thing for me with Timview was just when we watched them Week One, the the offense just looked so clunky to me. And I think once you uh, the the thought process was once these guys start to to figure out offensively how to make things click and once they start scoring the football and then you add that defense in there it's going to be they're going to be trouble and the last two weeks they put they put up 43 and 58 so if if uh if if that offense starts clicking and they get that train rolling then uh then 5a football better watch out because they're going to be a scary team i think uh you look at they may have found because. Because they've been out, they they've been without uh, their running back. Um, um, I can't remember his name. But, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, it looks like they're kind of having a, a someone emerge in, in Misi Tuha. That I mean, he had he had sixty five yards rushing uh, against Mountain Ridge, and then against Cypress last week, just exploded. Or excuse me, had sixty five against Cypress, but against Mountain Ridge. He uh he went off for a buck forty two and two touchdowns. So I think he's kind of stepping in and, and saying, Hey, give me the rock and and uh that offense is gonna get just rolling along and, and start to click. So yeah, I think I think this is gonna be a really close one. I think it's gonna be a really good football game. I got Tim Pugh in this one twenty four to twenty one. So I think yeah. it's gonna come down to uh just a few possessions and, and uh but I think ultimately the T Birds pull this one out.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think so too. And just looking at the schedule, this kind of makes me sad just looking at it next week, uh, October 2nd versus Orem. And they just, they just did the, uh, they moved them Provo and Orem back from um, yellow to orange as far mm-hmm. as the COVID. And so that means no fans at that game next week, which that was going to be a, uh, a fun one to, uh, to watch because that potentially could be, you know, a state championship preview if all things work out right. So, but anyway.
0: Yeah, that is a bummer. That is a bummer. We're well, moving right along. Uh, our, our fourth game, we're going to jump into Region 4. And uh, this one's going to be the the Thursday night game. So this thing, this one's going to be tonight. We got Corner Canyon at, uh, at the Lone Peak Knights. And this one's a fun one. Region 4, it's like we said – I mean every week you're going to have fun ones but this week uh Corner Canyon and Lone Peak both 6 and 0 right now. Um I think everybody kind of expected it from Corner Canyon but I think Lone Peak has kind of been one of those surprise teams where they've come out and they've beat some really good football teams and and are uh kind of putting their themselves right in the right in the mix of things of of 6 8 teams that we should be talking about and they're they're number five in the RPI right now, um, so they're—I mean—they're I mean, they're no slouch. They're—they're—they're. They're, uh, they're, I think they're going to give Corner Canyon everything that they can, everything that they can handle. I think—I think we're just every week it's like, can any of these other four or uh, region four teams take down Corner Canyon? Is the question. Um, and I mean, last week I thought PG would give them a pretty good game, but that one ended up. 38 seven. So they made pretty, pretty light, work, light work of the Vikings, but, uh, yeah, it's tough, man. I, I want to, I want to say, I wish, cause I think it's more fun when you have parody and, 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 uh, and close games and competition and stuff like that. But I think corner Canyon is just that good. Um, I think lone Peak will give them a pretty decent game. I think lone Peak's defense is really good. Um, and i'm interested to see if they can kind of slow that charger offense like cuz nobody nobody has been able to do that so far so but i think i think uh lone peak i think they'll keep it pretty close i think it's going to be like maybe like a 17 a seventeen seven seventeen three 7 17-3 game at half but then i think corner canyon runs away with it a little bit i think it's going to be around like that 35-17 range when it's all said and done
1: Thirty-five, seventeen. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just. I think, like you were saying, region four. It's just okay. Who's next? Like everyone's lining up to take their best shot at mm-hmm. uh, at Corner Canyon. And right. actually, that that last week, that Corner Canyon PG game. I mean, it was seven-seven early, and then it was fourteen-seven late in the second half. And then I think Corner Canyon uh, Corner Canyon scored late in the second half to make it twenty-one-seven mm-hmm. at half. So. So they were, um, you know, PG was, was playing with them. Um, Yeah. I mean, they scored. Let's see. What was that? Um, Yeah. I mean, they scored in the second quarter. So they scored with 22 seconds left in the uh, in the first half, or it would have been a 14 seven ball game at the half. Mm -hmm. And so kind of Bingham Bingham did the same thing a little bit where Bingham, I mean, it was a 21-13 ball game at half and then, you know, they came out and then all of a sudden you, you look up and it's like 42 to 13 or something. <laughs> I mean, they right. just were so fast and that's kind of what happened against uh, um, against Pleasant Grove. It's one of those things where you just, you try to hold on for as long as you can. And then it's like, man, once that thing starts moving, it's, you know, it's, well, see ya. Right. But I, I think kind of the same way. Uh, I, I'd like. I mean, it's turning out that Lone Peak's defense is a lot better than what we thought. John Henry Daly is an absolute beast. Um, they've got the Hanson kid back in as at playing safety. His brother uh, Trajan was uh, their stud receiver last year. That kid's long can cover some ground. And then they've got that that middle backer that um, that was our. Week one player of the week, or week two player of the week, or was nominated for the player of the week where he scored three touchdowns against Tim View and then had that one handed pick. I can't remember his name, but he was a set too. But I just think in the end, uh, corner Canyon will just have too much. Uh, and I think it'll be somewhere in that 42 38. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, th- I'm gonna say 38 uh, 24 corner canyon.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I hope. I hope that uh the Lone Peak keeps it close. And Lone Peak is one of those teams that I mean I feel like I've been uh I've been kind of betting. yeah kind of underestimating and kind of betting against them but they keep proving yeah. me wrong. So hopefully I think uh hopefully they prove me wrong and prove everybody wrong in this one and keep it close and I think I think anytime somebody or or whenever somebody uh gives Corner Canyon a run for their money it's going to be a lot of fun to watch because everybody's kind of keeping an eye on that win streak and and as soon as it gets as soon as it gets close to to being threatened i think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch
1: yeah um so game five moving just a little bit south we're gonna go uh the number one in the rpi versus number four are they four or are they five no they're three so this is one versus three so this is uh skyridge is number one now and pg is number three in the rpi i believe that we have skyridge at two and i think pg at seven um this will be an interesting one because pg actually went to skyridge last year at skyridge and got a dub so and it was a little unexpected i think that skyridge is i think that's man those two are on our collision course corner canyon and skyridge and i think skyridge has a legitimate shot to actually beat corner Canyon. Um, mm-hmm. they're just what they've done against the teams. Like I said before, they're my kryptonite. I picked against them three times and lost all three times. <laughs> so I took Bingham week one, I took Orem and then I took AF and each, each week, not only did I get proved wrong, but I got proved wrong in a major way because they not only beat these teams, but they've, they've blown them out. So mm-hmm. and it's been, they, they start fast. They start quick. You look first thing, you know, it's 14 nothing and you don't even know what hit you. Right. So I think they're going to, I mean, this might be a little bit different because this, I mean, they're on the road, they're at PG, all those other games, they were home games. Um, but I still think it's going to be the same result. I think that they're just going to have too much. They're just so big upfront physical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to a, someone from AF and they just said, man, they, they play press man and their corners are handsy and they'll get their hands on you. And if you just enough to knock you off, your are out, or if you can't get off the line. And if, you know, the referees aren't calling, uh, holding or PIs or legal contact, um, like we were talking earlier before we got, before we got on, uh, where's, you know, it's like a basketball team that, that plays that, full court man-to-man defense where they're just in your kitchen and they're handsy and and you're going to continue to be handsy until the refs start calling it. if they're not blowing the whistle then you're going to keep getting away with as much as you can And it kind of sounds like that was what happened a little bit against af and they just they couldn't stop them and it, it, it and it doesn't take much with that defensive front for them to be able to get to the quarterback so as long as they can get them off their route bump them off the line enough to impede them you know because all they need is about three or four seconds, and it and it's over, and that's a wrap. So I think it might be a lot of the same, and I think that Skyridge is going to do a lot, kind of be close to what a mirror image of what the uh, the long, uh, the the Corner Canyon game was. And I'm going to say it might be close in the first half, but in the end, I think that it's going to be like a 42-14 ball game for Skyridge.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. I think Skyridge Skyridge in my opinion is is uh the second best team in the state of Utah and and I think we're just waiting on them to uh to get their shot at at Corner Canyon. But I mean, I think PG is going to come out and and say, "Hey, if if that's the way people are thinking, they're going to say, "Hey, wait a second, like <laughs> we're uh just because we lost to, to a Corner Canyon team who's beating up on everybody doesn't mean we're a bad football team, right? I mean, they've, uh, they've got some dudes, and, and we've, uh, we've, we've seen them over the weeks, put up a ton of really good numbers and, and beat some really good teams. But I think Skyridge I mean, we, we know the offense is booming. McKay Hill says just balling out as a sophomore, which is crazy. Uh, Jeter Fenton is impressive on the ground. Um, but I look at it and I'm looking at, at Skyridge's defense and especially after, uh, what they did to American fork last year or last year, excuse me, last week. And I'm like, man, that defense is no joke. I mean, for them to, to go and hold American fork to single digits when, when AF has been putting up, it seems like 50 60 points every week is just i was super impressed by that performance with them so i really like skyridge i'm going to go skyridge in this one uh somewhere in the the uh like 35 to 14 range um i think it it could be a game in the first half but uh i think that defense is going to be too overwhelming and and they're going to create some turnovers they've got 8 picks in in 5 games or six games so far, I think, so, I mean, they have a knack for for creating turnovers and getting the ball back for their offense, so, yeah, I like Sky Ridge in this one, uh, kind of running away with it. All right, so that takes us uh, to our sixth and final game in the pick six. Uh, this one's the game of the week. We're heading way down south, and we're going to go to a, a Region 9 matchup, should be a really fun one. We've got the uh, the Dixie Flyers and those Snow Canyon Warriors. Um, this one's going to be a lot of fun. I think Snow Canyon's kind of kind of uh, pulling away and, and kind of cementing themselves as that that team to beat down south in region nine. Um, but like you like we were talking about earlier, Dixie, I mean they're never a team that you can count out. They're never a team that you can sleep on they've been there they've done that they know what it's like to to play for state championships um, right now they're, both teams are 3 and 0 in region along with Pineview who's 3 and 0 so um, that one's going to be a really fun region it's going to be fun to see how that shakes out uh, Snow Canyon's 5 and 0 on the year Dixie's 3 and 3 but they've played a pretty tough schedule um, played a really good Roy team took them to I mean gave them all they could handle they lost by by three points to Roy so I think this one's going to be a fun one this one was one of the tougher ones for me to uh one of the tougher ones for me to pick I think it's going to be one of those one of those kind of like that Davis uh Davis Roy game where it's just it could just end up who has the ball last I think it's going to be a a back and forth battle but I ultimately uh I think I got the uh the Warriors in this one. I think they're gonna win probably I'm gonna go 27-21. So I got the Warriors in a close one.
1: Yeah, man, I I've been going back and forth on this one too, because Warriors got tested last week against Desert Hills. Uh mm-hmm. they won twenty-eight to, to twenty-one. Obviously Landon Fry their quarterback is a stud. Uh we've we've talked about him as a stud baseball player. Um, but he's, you know, and just an athlete, um, but man, I, Dixie's just kind of just been there, done that, uh, they rushed the ball, um, you know, they've got their, their quarterback, um, you know, Bronson, uh, Barman, he's 1300 yards, nine TDs, one pick, uh, he spreads it around. They've got, you know, three or four different receivers that have caught, you know, 15, 20 balls for two, 300 yards. Uh, they've got a balance. They've got a bunch of different running backs that, you know, that run it. They've got three or four backs that have uh, ru- rushed for, you know, close to each 200 yards. So it looks like they're pretty pretty balanced. And And defense is where they return most of their guys. I mean, they brought nine uh of their guy's back. Uh I believe that uh is it Washington that was on our uh preseason UPR team um that he's in that that back end. So he's in he's an athlete that um that plays man, I just I, I I was thinking Snow Canyon. I was kind of feeling Snow Canyon. But I've I don't know what it is, but I've just I picked Dixie to win the region. I, I think that Dixie played a, a little bit maybe a tougher uh non region. And they've you know they they beat Desert Hills 13 to nothing, so it's kind of close there. They beat a good Cedar team last week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I was gonna say Snow Canyon, but I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up and I'm gonna go Dixie. And I'm gonna go Dixie twenty-one. Ooh, let me see here. I'm gonna go Dixie twenty four twenty.
0: Yes, I like that. At least we uh at least we have one one uh matchup that we can that'll decide who wins this week for right us. well <laughs> in the last
1: two weeks and in the last couple of weeks it's been on first it was the bountiful on the last play uh-huh. um where you had bountiful i had woods cross and then park city stansbury i had stansbury you had uh park city and they threw that that long 40 50 yard pass at the end of the ball game that mm-hmm. um they drove the field and however long it was and scored on that long pass to win that one. So both those games ended on um pretty much the last play of the game. So this will kind of potentially could be another uh I feel like it could be another one of those games that that might happen but um uh, but yeah, I, I went with those uh with those Dixie Dixie Flyers. So um one thing that that. You know, I think that we we kind of been talking about a little bit that I think that that, that's going to be fun that we wanted to do. If if you notice, so I mean, if if you're not following us, um, make sure you go out and follow us on our our social media, um, just on Twitter at uh, UPR or Utah Prep Brag, and then UPR uh, Utah Prep Brag at Utah Prep Brag JB, and then our uh, Instagram is just U Utah Prep Brag. Um, if you haven't noticed, check out our stories. I mean, we do get quite a bit of stories uh you know we're getting into that you know thousand twelve hundred people looking at our stories but it, if if you notice last week we we threw up the games where you actually get to pick a game so you know we'll put up the j b puts up the the picks where he um uh where you can vote who you think's gonna win. So, on this last game, what we're going to try, we're going to try a little bit something different. And I'm going to actually even might be a curveball for JB because I just kind of <laughs> thought of this as we we're sitting here. But so, if you notice, we'll see here. So, what we're going to do is on the last game, the Dixie Snow Canyon game, if you look at our story and you actually pick the game, because some people pick the game, some people don't. If you pick the game and you pick the game right, What we're going to do, that's going to enter you into a drawing or a chance to win a um, maybe some UPR swag, either a hoodie, a hat or or something like that. So kind of just sprung that out there. But but we'll go ahead and do that. I think that'll be fun and it'll, it'll just be on our game of the week. So it'll be the Dixie Snow Canyon game. You'll see it in the story. You'll get a chance to vote who's going to win if you choose the winner. That will automatically end you, uh, end, or enter you into the prize or whatever. And then either Monday, Tuesday, first of next week, we'll go ahead and announce the winner of that and get your information so that we can get you some UPR swag.
0: Yes, I love that. That's, that's <laughs> fun, man. And, I mean, it, if you think about it, it every, you're on Instagram anyway, so while you're there, you might as well right, check right. out the story, cast your vote, and it's that yeah. easy. And I yeah, I I'm, I'm telling you, this is, uh, it's some nice quality stuff. I mean, you gave me one of those new era pullovers and yeah, man, they are, it is not, it's, it's comfortable, perfect for, for like this, uh, this time of the year where it's starting to get a little bit cooler, yeah. but I mean, you're not going to throw a, a coat on yet, but.
1: Oh, it'd be perfect for that St. George uh, mm. winter weather down oh, there. Um, we also got some game hats, those, uh, the profited, uh, game hats that are nice. We have some snapbacks, uh, just got some Nike, um, shirts in that should be done pretty soon, long sleeve tees. And then also we just rolled, got our first round of student section collection t-shirts, the, uh, we can't hear you, uh, t-shirt. So, uh, we got some cool stuff. So yeah, so definitely, um, make sure that you pick the game on our – go to our – look for the stories, pick the last game, the game of the week, and if you pick the winner, then that will end you for a drawing, and then we will uh go ahead and randomly draw a name, and we will announce a winner next week.
0: Yeah, I love it. Make sure you keep an eye out. We'll usually get those things up uh, – usually get them up probably – when do we get those up? probably Thursday morning or, or
1: yeah, later the- on, later on this morning or well, either later on in, in the afternoon on Thursday today, which would be today, Thursday or Friday. So, um, yeah, it just depends, but either but yeah, f-
0: we'll, we'll get them up before today uh, or
1: tomorrow before mm-hmm. the He'll, game for Either sure. today or
0: tomorrow before any of the games start, obviously we'll get them up. So just here in the next, uh, the next day or two, make sure you keep an eye out and, uh, and watch those stories and get those votes and uh, get yourself entered for that drawing. That'll be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. And once again, we always appreciate all the love. Um, I'm sure you get, get some too, JB, but I Mm -hmm. appreciate the DMs. Um, I love the, the, the dialogue back and forth. I have a lot of people that have uh, started to DM, to DM me um, on Instagram and then also on the Twitter account where I've actually you know, started to have some really good conversations with different parents um, and and athletes uh, within the Valley um, from all the way up to Region 1 to all the way down south. So it's awesome to to get the feedback and to, you know, to get the love and then just to to talk sports, to talk, you know, who they like, who they don't like, um, asking questions back and forth of who do you think, you know, this player, what do you think of this team? So it's, it's, it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I think I've always said – I mean, you and I, you and I are able to, to kind of do some research and, and kind of get to know a lot of these teams on paper and stuff like that. But it's a lot more fun when we're able to, to connect with the actual people that are, that are involved with the program and, and kind of get to know them from that standpoint. So um, yeah, feel free to reach out and don't hesitate. We're, I, I, I know Nelly enough to to say for him and myself that we're always down to talk sports, no matter if it's, if it's football, basketball, baseball, we're always, we're always up to chat about it. And, uh, and we, we uh, obviously have a really good time doing it. So feel free to reach out. Don't hesitate. Uh, The more back and forth that we have and the more uh, dialogue that we create, the more fun it is for everyone. I think.
1: For sure. So, well, with that being said, week seven, (laughs) We're mid-season, halfway there. I mean, some teams have two or three weeks left, so the season has flown by. So I look forward to another fun week, and uh, we'll definitely be out at one game this week, and uh, we'll kind of go from there. But, um, yeah, keep uh, showing us the love and keep following us, and um, have a great week of uh, high school football.